It's Friday, May 26th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the Oath Keepers, was convicted on charges of seditious conspiracy and other crimes and has been sentenced to 18 years in prison for his role in the U.S. Capitol riot. Rhodes remained outside the Capitol but coordinated with other members who stormed the building. Mr. Rhodes was also convicted of obstruction of an official proceeding and tampering with documents or proceedings in one of the highest profile trials related to the riot on January 6, 2021. At a hearing Thursday, Mr. Rhodes insisted that the Oath Keepers were standing in opposition to people who were destroying their country. Judge Amit Mehta rejected those claims and expressed concern about Rhodes' violent rhetoric including a threat to hang former U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Mr. Rhodes' sentence was the longest handed out so far for the riot. In other news, a unanimous Supreme Court on Thursday gave a 94-year-old Minneapolis woman a new chance to recoup some money after the county kept the entire $40,000 when it sold her condominium over a small unpaid tax bill. The justices ruled that Hennepin County, Minnesota, violated the constitutional rights of the woman, Geraldine Tyler, by taking her property without paying just compensation. The court rejected the county's argument that Tyler could have sold the property and kept whatever was left after paying off the mortgage and taxes. The county had the power to sell Tyler's home to recover the unpaid property taxes, but it could not use the toehold of the tax debt to confiscate more property than was due, Chief Justice John Roberts wrote for the court. Around the world, police said early Friday that they captured the suspect armed with a rifle and a knife who had holed up inside a house in central Japan for hours after allegedly killing four people, including two police officers. TBS television showed the man with his hands on his head walk out of the house and be ushered into a police vehicle. Police said they captured the suspect but did not release details before his formal arrest. NHK Public Television said one of the two women who escaped while the suspect was holed up told police that the attacker was her son and that his father was chairman of the city assembly. Police said earlier that two police officers were shot by the suspect when they arrived at the scene after receiving an emergency call saying a woman was stabbed in Nakano City in Nagano Prefecture. Back in the U.S., President Biden and top congressional Republican Kevin McCarthy are closing in on a deal that would raise the government's $31.4 trillion debt ceiling for two years, while capping spending on most items. The deal, which is not final, would increase funding for discretionary spending on military and veterans, while essentially holding non-defense discretionary spending at current year levels. The White House is considering scaling back its plan to boost funding at the Internal Revenue Service to hire more auditors and target wealthy Americans. The final deal would specify the total amount the government could spend on discretionary programs like housing and education, and the two sides are just $70 billion apart on a total figure that would be well over $1 trillion. And... The U.S. Navy has been hit by the Chinese state-sponsored hack that Microsoft disclosed Wednesday. Secretary of the Navy Carlos del Toro told CNBC's Morgan Brennan on Thursday. Del Toro said the U.S. Navy has been impacted by the cyber attacks, 
adding that it was no surprise that China has been behaving in this manner, not just for the last couple years, but for decades. He declined to provide further details on the incursion, but suggested that the Navy had been contending with cyber attacks like this for years. Microsoft issued a warning Wednesday, as did intelligence agencies, including the National Security Agency, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, and the cybersecurity agencies of four other nations. The warnings alerted corporate and public enterprises that a sophisticated Chinese state-backed hacking group had successfully exploited a vulnerability in a popular cybersecurity suite. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.